Peace, y'all. This is your boy, Ewan Anderson, host of the Dynamics Podcast. Back from vacation. What the hell is going on with 2020, man? We lost Kobe. Freaking lost my uncle. All the stuff going on. We blew up Iran. Teachers just got, I'm told, to send to stay home. Schools are closed. But the MTA still running. Yeah, man. That's cream in the background for Wu-Tang. I make the point about the MTA because it's all about the dollar dollar bill y'all you're not gonna shut down the mta because people gotta go to work sorry to say you know what i'm saying everybody wants to stay home and be quarantined if you if you got a little cough or whatever but i mean it is i mean you know i don't want to get into this into make this the, the coronavirus episode you know but i mean nobody wants to get this thing you know you know it's not like it's not like the walking dead people are acting like this is the walking dead but i mean you shutting down the schools if you shut down the schools, man, shut down the trains. Let's be real, you know? This guy, de Blasio, he um he dropped the ball saying that, oh yeah, but who's gonna watch the kids, um the, the medical personnel's kids while they're out at work, you know? That's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know what I'm saying? Who's gonna watch their kids? Okay, cool. So, I mean, if that's the case, then everybody should should um should be shut down. Cause I mean, who's gonna watch the um the um the the bakers um kids? You know, people gonna uh, gonna want to go to buy bread and stuff like that. Who's watching the grocers kids? You know, if you shut the schools down, then the groceries gotta shut down too. Cause who's watching their kids? <laughs> it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, the MTA is running, so everybody's gonna be down there. All two million people down there breathing the same air, and that's not a, a problem. I just don't get it, man. At least, at least, like the schools, you can isolate the schools. Have to have them, you know, make everybody, make sure everybody, you know, has their precautions and stuff like that. You can keep the school, you know, pretty good. But I don't know about that train. Have you ever been down there? Anyway, that's enough of that coronavirus stuff, man. This is uh, Evil Danny Star back from vacation. Dynex podcast. This was the intro. Let's get into it. Whoa, chill, chill, chill. This is uh, Nick's podcast, New York, whole New York thing going on here. But, uh, you know, I just played a little clip. I ain't going to play much more of that. Uh, I just came from California. I was in Los Angeles for my vacation. The reason why I was out there is because I was supposed to run the LA Marathon. I didn't do it because I got sick maybe like a month and a half ago. So that kind of messed me up a little bit. You know, I wasn't really training as hard as I should have been, but I had just started to pick it up. And then, out of nowhere, I get like a little, um, well, not out of nowhere. Long story short, 2018, I had got pneumonia. For those that follow the podcast, know that about me already. But I developed asthma as an older man now, you know. It was just kind of bugged out to get asthma in your late 30s. But, um, you know, that's what I'm dealing with now. So every once in a while, I get asthma attacks. And when the weather starts to change, you know, I'm always susceptible to something. So I caught like a quick little thing. I caught it, got my little meds, and then I got better. But... You know, at that point now, my, my my mind was all messed up, so I wasn't really ready to run. So, I still paid for the trip, so I went out there and just made the best out of it, man, you know. And um, they did give me a special medal, because this is actually the second time I tried to run the, the LA Marathon. The first time is when I got the pneumonia. And um, the reason why I'm trying to run it, I tried to run it this year, was because I want revenge from the pneumonia year. And look what happened, I caught another freaking asthma attack. Anyway, that, that's the reason why I was out there. Anyway, so um, I get out there and I, ma- I made the most of it. Like I tried to make some connections and then it, that didn't really work out. So instead of um, you know, beating that dead horse, I just stayed out there and had a great time, man. 
So got got to you know. First of all, I was in Venice. I freaking love Venice, man. If I was to live anywhere outside of New York City, I would totally move to Venice. Have my whole family out there, ride scooters, skateboarding, that whole thing. It's it's just a real chill vibe. And plus, I'm vegetarian, so I'll never starve to death out there. I feel like every restaurant is a vegetarian restaurant out there, you know. So it's just dope, man. I just like I like I just like the vibe, man. I know you know when you live places. Um, you know they they tend to like get old after a while, but for me being out there, being out there is it's like paradise, you know. So like if you follow me on IG, you know I made a little post about you know my little stay out there. Like why would free agents want to come to New York when they can go to LA? It's beautiful weather out there. I was down in Vel in um, Venice in the Venice canals in LA, and um, those houses over there. I mean, there's a lot of um like uh like homeless out there. But it's bugged out because the homeless look cool, kind of, for the most part, you know, compared to New York City. New York City homeless look crazy. You know, they look crazy out there, too, but it's just like more like a zombie walking past you kind of thing. You know, it's just, it's just really weird. But anyway, I'm talking about the Venice Canals. Be like, yo, if I can if I can get a place over there, I'll be set. That's exactly where, where I would um spend most of my life right there and just chill. So, I mean, why would that be different for, for an NBA player? So, right off the bat, that's the thing. And then you don't got to deal with... um. But the bullshit that you deal with here in New York, everybody's on top of each other. You're always going to have somebody saying something, you know, it's just bugged out. You know, I, I know they try to kick the players in Westchester, but that's the thing, too. Like people, uh, they're tired of the commute. I had to go from Westchester and drive all the way into the city just for the game. That's a real hassle, you know. So that's the, I guess that's all about the whole New York experience. But not everybody wants that, you know, and that gets tiring. And, you know, if you put all that into account. For like a young player or maybe like a, like a, you know, has been star and stuff like that. That stuff gets tiring and then you don't want to do it anymore. So that, that shows on the basketball court. So that's all stuff to just, just to think about from my trip uh, to L.A. and whatnot. But while I'm out there, man, like all hell broke loose as far as this coronavirus thing. You know, coming to um, California, you know, everybody's, you see the people with their, with their mask on and stuff like that, but they got their mask, but they're still rubbing their eyes, and it's like stupid stuff. They're eating something, they'll, they'll take the mask down to eat. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, to me, it's just kind of bugged out. I, I went out there with my sisters, and they got, like, all the wipes and stuff. They're wiping down everything. You know, so people want to sit down, so, you know, but everybody has to wipe up their, their tables and stuff like that. You know, my thing is, uh, like, with this whole, like, like I said, I don't want to make this into a coronavirus episode, but... Like, um, naturally, people should just wipe things down, you know, like the, the like, like you needed a report out there from the, um, from the, you know, plane people saying that, oh, yeah, we just, um, wash it, wash the trains, you know, it's going to be the planes down once a day, you know, deep cleaning it once, a, once a, every night, you know, when they, when they put the planes up, obviously, because those, those planes go in and out after they make a trip, that's not their last trip for the day, they make several trips, you know, throughout the day, depending on what kind of flight they are, they're, um, they're doing for the day. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's hard to wipe down the whole plane before people come in there. Usually, as soon as you leave, another crew is going right back in or waiting in the waiting area to jump right back into the same plane that you just got off of. Nobody thinks about that, you know? But, I mean, if you live in New York City, the trains, I mentioned MTA, you know, the trains and the buses, people getting on and off these these um, trains and buses all day long, and you don't see nobody wiping nothing down. So it's, it's just a, like a bugged out um, kind of thing, you know? Yeah, so back to this whole LA trip, man. My, um, the the best part of the of the trip, and I wish I would have pulled out my rec my recorder at the time, is when I when I went to um, uh, Adidas Originals on Abbott Kinney Boulevard. I always get the tongue twister when I try to say that, but I went in there specifically to look for running shoes. So I know they were kind of looking at me like I was bugged out because I came in there, I had my Knicks hat on. That's number one. Number two, I had on a Die Hard Knicks hoodie. 
you know, so I'm sticking out like a sore thumb, you know, which, you know, which I I loved, you know, because I, I got a couple questions like, uh, what are you supposed to, what do you do, you know, that kind of thing I had to explain. So, I mean, I didn't really get too much sports conversations going on, but this, I mentioned these guys at um, on Avid Kibbe, the Adidas Originals, because I went in there looking for sneakers, whatever, because I left my running shoes, because at the last minute I decided, damn, maybe maybe I should just give it a try, you know, if I if I can't finish, I just walk off the um the field, but I didn't bring my running shoes, I brought the wrong shoes, so anyway, I couldn't really run in anything that I had, so I was looking for some shoes, anyway, so I go in there, all they have is Adidas Original shoes, you know, so I was kind of looking for something with a bounce cushion, um, not the bounce, um, yeah, the bounce, excuse me, I was looking for like like an ultra bounce or something like that, but all they had was boost and then just regular soles or whatever, so they come in here and they say, hey, can I help you with anything? I said, no, I'm good, I'm just kind of looking for like a running shoe or whatever, so, oh, well, we got plenty of running shoes, I said, well, I'm kind of looking for something with a bounce cushion, so they kind of looked at me like, oh, oh yeah, okay, cool, all right, bet, bet, like, like just me saying that alone, just let let them know that, that I was that was for real, right? So they said, oh, let, let, me, let me call the other store in Santa Monica, see if they got it. I said, nah, I'm good, man. You know, I'll just I'll just keep walking and stuff. So so then as as I turned around, I'm about to leave the store. And he said, nah, nah, nah. You can't leave the store like that, man. Come on, man. With the Knicks hat on and the podcast um, hoodie, what's good, man? Come on over here. You got you got to talk to me about whatever. So um, no, I, actually, before he said that, somebody said something to me about Spike, and I said, ah, man, I don't really give a I really give a fuck about Spike too much. They was like, oh shit. And then you know that's when the 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 conversation started. So I actually stood in there for a few minutes. So as I'm talking to them, I'm looking at them like, damn, why don't I have my my recording stuff with me, man? So I'm going to make a habit of trying to keep something on me that I could pull out and, um, you know, really get the ball rolling with this podcast. I mentioned that before I went to L.A., but, you know, I'm on, you know, 2020 has been crazy, man. Like I said, I just lost my uncle. You know, I wasn't, you know, I ain't going to front like, like I was like super close with my uncle, like I was over there all the time, but it's just like... You know, you you keep losing these old guys, and he was like, he, he literally was like the like the strongest personality out of my whole family. He tried his best to keep everybody together, always trying to plan trips and stuff like that. So that voice is not there no more. So there's gonna be a void. Who's gonna fill that void? And I feel that you know that um, you know that energy for myself. You know, so it's been it's been like a real hard 2020. You know. Yeah, so let's just stay on course, man. So um, the guys that were talking to me about on uh, Spike Lee, I gave them my opinion on that. My whole opinion with the Spike Lee thing is just like, um, okay, they wanted him to get off the elevator. He should have just got off the elevator. So yeah, I've been, I've been, you, you can hear him on, on the thing, and then he went on ESPN talking this shit. Yeah, I had to use the same elevator for twenty something years. Okay, well, guess what? Today they don't want you to use the elevator. They have something else in store. They want to do something else. And obviously, you know, like like they don't want people going through exit if they if they're not supposed to be. You know, it's it's security. You know, they 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 going above. Uh, they have been going above and beyond for the guy. You know what I'm saying? So listen, hear what they got to say. You know, you're not even gonna give them that. You don't own the building. You know that that's my thing. Like like I always I want to talk about this also. It's like with the whole ticket thing. Yeah, he's been giving paying X amount of money for twenty something years. People throwing throwing out the million dollar marks and say, oh, he gave a million dollars to the, to the franchise or whatever. But listen, let me tell you something. A ticket is uh, like a privilege. You know what I'm saying? I, me personally, I cannot afford to walk in the garden. I might, I make, might make it an exception a few times throughout the year to try to make the certain games, or just go to a game, or if I get a free ticket from somebody, or if I get a discounted ticket, or if there's an event, I try to do it. You know what I'm saying? So like already this year, I went to the, um, the season opener. I went to the home opener. You know, um, in the Barclays Center. Uh, what else? Uh, I also played in in a game on the garden floor. So these these are things that I splurged, and I wish I didn't really do that because I kind of was eating away, 
you know, money that I, that I later on needed, you know what I'm saying, for, for various reasons. But, um, you know, I have to make sacrifices to make my way to the garden. It's not like I can, I can just buy a ticket at any time. So, I mean, does that make me less any less of a fan? So, Spike Lee is a super fan because he spends so much money for his ticket. Is that what this is about? Because every time Spike Lee does an interview about the Knicks, he it acts like he has no clue what he's, what he's talking about. And he, if he's been there for 20-something years... Then he would he should be more like versed in in the things that's going on with the Knicks and whatever. Anyway, you know I, I just don't want to get into bashing um, Spike too much, but I mean like yo just get off the elevator, and then, and then they'll they'll explain to you why they want you to do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm quite I'm quite sure they wasn't just grabbing him and throwing him out. And the reason why security came up on him because he's hollering, <laughs> yo he's hollering. He refused to get off the elevator, so of course he got met at the top of the elevator with more security. That's how I would do it. Hey, well, Spike, you're not listening. So, you know, we, we got more security here, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, like if if, the, if they only sent the same person to talk to him, he still would have been like, fuck it, I'm not going nowhere. So they got to bring more security to make you to make you understand that they're for real. They're not joking. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I have no I have no problem with that, you know, and then also, you know, I mentioned this in my last, you know, I mean, Dolan himself went up to Spike and tried to explain to him and he said, no, I'm not doing this and the other. Then he's going to lie and say that he didn't shake his hand. Then his video, two videos um, or and pictures of him um, shaking his hand that same night because um, cause Dolan was trying to um, talk to him. Whatever, man. It's just real nonsense, that, that whole situation. So anyway, I segue into into the whole Oakley thing because they asked me about Oak, Oakley too. And I, I made the same comment. I said, yo, Oakley's just, Oakley's just a loudmouth bully, man. And um, sure enough, uh, you know, he made an appearance on a, on a the Knicks Fan TV um, show. And he gave a, an interview or whatever. So a, a little behind the scenes stuff, man. I made a, I made a comment on Oakley's wife's page. I don't follow her, you know. I just happened to see something, you know, with like the Knicks hashtag. I followed the hashtag on Instagram. So she posts something, you know, just about the whole Oakley situation. Well, I'm like, this shit is all drawn out. So I'm, my, my question, even, even after that that Knicks fan TV interview, my question to to them is, what did Dolan do? I mean, he imply he's implying racism. You know, he's applying a whole bunch of different things. He said that that um that Dolan's afraid of him. But why? You know, what happened? Why is Dolan afraid of you? You saying these things? Why? Why are you saying that? You know what I'm saying? And and then like, like you act like he just kicked you he just he just kicked you out because he was afraid of you. Like, you know, there's no reason I don't understand and like like what did I do to, like th those questions were not answered. You know, so it's just it's just um that whole situation is just tiresome, you know. And then, like, for, excuse me, for for Spike Lee to do what he did, you know, with the whole hollering and then going on ESPN. Come on, that's like that's like the you know, if you're if you're a true Knicks fan, you know that that is murder. That is like murder for the whole fan base to do something like that. It's like going against the um the family. Now I'm not talking about Dolan. We're not we're not we, it's not the um the New York Dolans. It's the New York Knicks. You know, the Knicks have been around before Dolan's family got a hold of the of the team. You know what I'm saying? So you're going against family. He was the, he was in the garden. And he said the night Willis came back out. Okay, cool. But if if you if you go back that far and you know the history and you know the you know the, do you even? I mean, I wonder if he even remembers the the owner before, like the Dolans got there. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. You, you're a family, fam. We we are we are a family, orange and blue family. You know what I'm saying? And, and just by doing everything that he did, his reactions that he did, it it, it basically fractured everybody. You know, and then the same thing with Oakley. I tried to make that point to um, Oakley's wife on um, on IG. That's the thing too. Like we, our our conversation was getting in the comments. I kind of wanted to stop it because I didn't want her to say something by accident. You know, to get herself in trouble, and I didn't want to be the one to to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I hit her in the DMs, 
you know, and she, you know, she, she's very polite, but she's just like Oakley, you know. If you, like I said, if you, I, I've been keep mentioning these guys, but Knicks fan TV, man, these guys, you know, they, they're getting their interviews, the, the Oak interview. I, you know, I would like to say that the reason why Oakley gave him that interview because the conversation that that me and Mrs. Oak was having. So I told I told them to listen to my um that um uh, family business podcast, and um she said she did. So in that podcast, I I challenged Oakley to um to Go to you know somebody's platform. You know I, I'm not you know I already know you're not gonna come to my platform. You know you know because I, I would ask some certain questions whatever. But you know Knicks fan TV they're they're like the the highest rated show. So he went on there and you know my man um, CP he did a great job man because if I was sitting next to him where Jay Ellis is on that on that show I probably would have freaking made it into, into something else you know and that that wouldn't have been good. Cause just the way that he comes at you, cause I mean, like, you know, they they're there to ask some questions, and he's just hitting them with like, "Come on, man, come on," you know, ask me questions. Well, what you think? What you think? Like, like all this like confrontational stuff. So I don't play that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, it probably would have been like worse. You know, so, you know, I'm I'm glad that I wasn't granted that type of interview. But there's supposed to be a part two, so I hear. So we'll see what happens, man. So, anyway, I, like I said, I don't want to get into bashing my people, cause like, like I said, I be, I made that point to his wife as well, is that. Like, um, we're a family, you know, whether, whether we, we disagree or whatever, you wore the orange and blue, you wore a Nick before, you, you, you wore a Nick through one of the greatest eras. The second greatest era next to the championship era was the Ewing era. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll talk about Ewing in a second, but you know, you guys are family, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of the, or whatever's going on, you don't, you don't go against the family. You know what I'm saying? Who gives a fuck about Dolan? Dolan just owns the team. That's it. He doesn't own the, the Knicks. He doesn't own the spirit of the Knicks. The Knicks is, or the spirit belongs to the fans. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, you used to play. You know what I'm saying? So what? You used to you used to die for loose balls and this that and the other. So what? You know, I just explained to you that I can't even afford to get in the garden. You know what I'm saying? But yet still, um, my my whole like high school years, you know, junior high school, high school years belong to Oakley's team. You know, the that whole whatever. My 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 Nick fan got sh so strong during that time, and it still carries on to this day. There, there's um Nick fans. You know, they they made that um point too in the podcast. Though. There's Nick fans that were kids during that era that are Knicks fans because of them. You know what I'm saying? So just to hear Oakley the way he acts and the way that he talks, you know, you know, talking about Dolan and then bad bad, bad mouth in the Knicks, that hurts deep, man. You need to under fucking stand that. That hurts so fucking deep. It, it just goes against the, the family. To see Spike that way, I'm not looking at it as like, oh man, why did you spike like that? As I'm thinking of it like, yo, Spike, you're a fucking asshole. You know, so what they did, whatever to you, you have a responsibility to the rest of us. The rest of us that are out here rocking this orange and blue, you know what I'm saying? Orange and blue skies, right? Yeah, it's still orange and blue skies. You know what I'm saying? It's the fans that's underneath that, those skies. The Dolan doesn't run that. We run that. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like, you know, if these guys are going to be uh, gonna be like um, listening to the podcast and stuff like that, at, le at least hit a brother up and, and let, let them know that, that listen, I heard, I heard your thing and this is what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? So, Leo, if you guys are listening to the podcast right now, maybe, you know, ho I'm hoping that you're listening to the damn thing. If you're listening to what I'm saying, you know, Spike and Oakley, if you guys are down with the fans, you know, um, do something. You know, Spike Lee is the biggest Knicks fan. When has he ever done a Knicks-related event? He, he should have an annual Knicks-related event. I know he does a, He does a Spike Lee block party. He's been doing that every every year, which is, you know, with things going on, it might not go on, but I mean, like... You can have you can have small gatherings. You got Clyde's wine and nine. Clyde just started doing that. He's like seventy something years old. He just start just opened up this Clyde's wine and nine. There should be a Knicks um, um, place owned by somebody. You know what I'm saying? Get the fans together. You're Spike Lee. 
You know what I'm saying? Who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck that you that you have a ticket to on court side to see the Knicks. Yo, I can't afford that. That doesn't make me less of a fan. You know what I'm saying? You have the power. Get the um get Knicks fans together and let's talk. Let's beat let's beat Knicks fans together. Same thing with Oakley. You used to play. Yeah, you used to dive on the floor. Okay, but you haven't been down with the Knicks forever. You haven't done nothing for the fans yet. But when you sit there on your pedestal, then get up and do something. You know, I know, I know you. I'm the, listen, I'm not getting into that. But you know, I know you do a lot of things, a lot of things for the community. They got this home, this um homeless, um uh, feeding the homeless uh, operation going around. He's traveling from city to city. I'm not saying that you're a bad guy, but I'm saying like if you're gonna be shitting on doing like that and just gonna totally disregard us, then it's like you know what do you want us to say to you. Now, now I will make this point. He did apologize, and that's what I asked him to do in in um in that family business um thing is to make the apology, and he did make the pol- apology. So I so I mean all of this is proof that he listened to my show. So anyway. You know, he did make the apology, so I, I, I think that's great. But, yo, what you going to do? What you going to do about it? You're, you're Oakley, right? You, you, you want to sit on this pedestal as, as like a hard worker. You gave your heart and soul or whatever. But guess who's, who's still giving heart and soul to the Knicks? You know, the fans. So what you going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? Get us all together. Like, yo, us us fans, super fans, We, we every these guys are all trying to um get us together. You got Omni Knicks Omni fan, you got the Knicks fan um um TV. They're just trying to do something. You got Anthony Donahue. He's doing stuff. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get the fans together. But I mean, like, yo, you guys could have been doing it. You guys have the resources. We we talking about um little fans that are just begging for somebody to listen to them. You know, and they 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 got these are the guys that got notoriety. There's other there's other um groups that been trying to do stuff. They having little small gatherings here and there. You know, guess what? Most of us know each other personally. You know what I'm saying? So we all get together. This is not like like a um thing, cause yo, this is a Nick family, bro. It's a Nick family. You know, if you ever if you go ever go to one of these events, you know, I know they got Larry Johnson and um John Stark sometimes and John Wallace and these guys, they make appearance at these events and they get the pictures and stuff like that. But it's not about taking a picture with the with the um the ex player. It's like, yo, sit down and chill with us, man. You know, who cares about taking a picture with you? Yeah, you did something back in the days, but yo, we here now, we've been here, we haven't left. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these guys, I wonder what they've been doing. You know? So, anyway, I'm kind of ranting. But, um, you know, it's the Knicks, Knicks um, fan podcast. You know what I'm saying? So, this is what we do. But um, that, that's, just, that's just my message to, like, um, former, former Knicks. And, um, you know, especially to Spike Oakley and whatever, man. You know, you guys still down with the Knicks. You know, stop, stop waiting for somebody to um to ask for an autograph or some, some um, jack-off fan to be like, oh, could you sign my jersey and stuff like that? It's not about that. For, not for me, at least. You know, I'm a diehard Knicks fan. I'm all about the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? If you, did, like, you, know, if you disrespect the family, then what, what, what you want me to say to you? You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, we're going to cool it down, um, cut the segment off, and I'll hit you. We'll talk about some more stuff in the next one. All right, so we in another segment, but um, you know, I, I, before before I talk about anything else with this whole Oakley thing, it's just like I just want to say that like the the common denominator with all these things is Oakley, you know, everything comes back to to him, you know, like he's the one that's like the catalyst for all this. So anyway, I already ranted about it, you know, both sides, whatever. So anyway, he did mention Patrick Ewing as well in that that show. So the thing with um, Patrick Ewing, he does, he doesn't speak to Patrick Ewing, but he did mention like, oh, they should have gave Patrick Ewing a job and blah blah blah. You know, I mean, it's just like, like this this is not like like um, this is not like one of his car washes where he's gonna make somebody one of his his cousins like like the manager at thing. You know, this is like a professional basketball club. Ewing has never coached anywhere, so why would you make him, you know, 
Why would you make him the head coach? You know what I'm saying? Like, why, you know, why does anybody get hired for the head, to be the head coach? You know what I'm saying? They have to fit, right? So, I mean, like, maybe they don't, they don't think that Ewing would be cut out to be the head coach. You know what I'm saying? Especially the face of New York. You know, they don't want to ruin his legacy, especially since the Knicks are not doing well. You know, the Knicks don't have a, a team set and forth. So, so you know, if they did hire Ewing, if they did, if they did hire Ewing at the time when he was trying to get a job, then right now he would be, you know, no better than what they did to, to um, Phil Jackson. You know, Phil Jackson came in as um, the executive, the the president. You know what I'm saying? They emasculated him. Same thing they did with every other coach that, that, that's been here during losing times. You know, you, they get emasculated. So Ewing would have got emasculated. You know, so, you know, leave it like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about, you know, Ewing becoming the coach of the Knicks. I mean, right now, right now, if they wanted to hire him, it might be a little bit different story because he's had his um, chance to run, you know, Georgetown. He's doing a great job over there. So I mean, if if he was to get hired now, it would make a little bit little bit of sense, you know. But I mean, at the time it didn't, you know. And especially now with the Knicks on the way up, and he has a connection with the young guys, so you know maybe, maybe that would be a good, you know, all this stuff ties in now. At the time when he was looking for a job, it didn't tie in. So anyway, this is something to talk about, man. But let's um let's talk about let's talk about this. Yeah. So um Neil deGrasse Tyson, deGrasse Tyson. I hate his name, man. He's like, he has like a lowercase d and an uppercase g in his middle name or whatever that is. You know, it's just crazy. Anyway, Neil Tyson. He goes onto Twitter just randomly, unprovoked. You know, he thinks he's a comedian. He says, there are 118 known elements in the periodic table. The last time the Knicks won the NBA basketball championships, there were 105. I mean, I responded to it with like a meme, you know, with um, the office saying that you are the you are a thief of joy that's basically what he is this is random everybody wants to um, wants to trash the Knicks for whatever reason at any time you know it's, it's just that whole thing is, is disgusting and I bring that joke up because there is no NBA season there's nothing to talk about you know what I'm saying like on, on everybody's show right now they're, they're still analyzing games and oh maybe this is the start of this oh this is like, oh yeah but he had like three steals and oh, oh, is this, you know his plus minus like you're still talking about this stuff man the Knicks are losing that's that's the bottom line for anything you know like um, Frank is not all of a sudden gonna gonna start playing well at this point of the year you know what I'm saying so if the, if the season is shut down it's better for us because that, that's just one step closer to getting half of these guys kicked off the team because they're on all on one year with a possible contract so all these guys could be renounced and we can just move on you know certain guys will stay julius randall is one of them he's still he's on a three-year contract so julius randall bobby portis is gone that's like i want to almost say like 99 percent that um bobby portis is gone bobby portis is gone uh what's the other guys um uh what's my man my man that shoots a three-point i mean these guys are irrelevant you know what i'm saying Half of these guys are not going to be on the team anymore. So, I mean, we could really start thinking about next year, who's going to be the free agents for next year, and um, think about who's coming to the team. And then also draft position. Right now, um, the NBA season is canceled. They don't know when they're going to bring it back. They're talking about the last thing I read. What, what does this say here? The last, last thing I read, um, they said the, the season might not come back until, like, um, June. <laughs> like, what? That's usually when the NBA finals come. You know, so if their season is going to come back in June, they should just end it right now. Just call it a wash. It'll be the first time ever no NBA champion was um was um called. And, you know, if, they, if they're going to do that, it's just like maybe have like a, you know, just invent something. Have like a little tournament, like a, a one and out tournament just to get the, the last few, um 
you know, people in the in the playoffs, um, um, you know, because that's what they want to do anyway. They want to have mini tournaments. So, yo, check it like this. Set up a mini tournament. Have everybody that's um, out of the playoffs do that little tournament. Whoever wins that tournament, you know, um, goes into the um, playoffs. You know, do it. Like, these are like one and done, just like college. One and done. Have these guys run the little playoffs. You know, for the for like the last um, couple season in the in the playoffs, and then um, you know expedite this um, championship. Maybe do like um, you know a five game um, five game series instead of seven. You know, just to expedite it. You know what I'm saying? Get the ball moving, and then you just have to do it just like just like the lockout season when the Spurs won their first um, championship, and all these um you know shortened seasons that that we've had in recent history. Just chalk it up to that. So if you win the championship, it'll be an asterisk. Oh, it's shortened season or whatever because of the coronavirus, and just let it let it rock like that. You know, if someone can push that you know idea out to um, whoever needs it, you know, please do so, man, because that would be a great way to get fans re-engaged with, like, a mini tournament like that just to, uh, before the playoffs and then just expedite the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? Because um, the draft the draft has got to has gotta start on time, you know, really. I mean, the, I mean, the draft can be postponed a little bit because um, the draft is, is um, usually at the end of June. So, I mean, if the, draft, if the draft got pushed to, like, the end of July, it wouldn't be so bad. But, I mean, in order for that to happen, things would have to be expedited pretty quickly. You know what I'm saying? So let's um let's just see what happens with that, you know. And I hope um everything gets sorted out with this whole thing. You know, because I mean like, you know, like I said, this is turning out to be a coronavirus episode, but I mean viruses don't die, bro. You know what I'm saying? They they, they um they can live dormant anywhere, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're microscopic things, you don't know what's going on. You, you can um like somebody could be at a, at a park one day and lift up a rock and if it's moist in there, it could have the coronavirus up in there. You know what I'm saying? It can release it again. Somebody touches something and, and and then don't wash their hands at the moment. You know, touch their eye or something like that. Or just some dust goes into their eye or something. You know, it's not always about breathing in with a boot of mask over your face or washing your hands. It can, it can go through through your eye. You know, it can go through your ear. You know, it can do something like that. It can go through a cut or something. You know, it, it just happens, you know. You track things into your house with your clothes. You know, so everybody gonna start wearing hazmat suits. It's like just, it's just weird, man. So anyway, you know, like this, this virus is not gonna die, not gonna go away. Just like any flu virus, it's not gonna go away. People still get the flu. People still get the common cold all the time. So I mean, it's never gonna end. People are always gonna be coughing. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I just, I'm just glad that people are starting to wash their hands now. You know, and then around the country, the toilet toilet paper thing. So, you know, we're gonna have the cleanest assholes in the world this um this year. I mean, you know, there's really nothing really to talk about as far as the Knicks is, is concerned. We're just really waiting on next year, man. So, you know, next few podcasts, I'm going to, you know, try to spice it up a little bit. We definitely got to get a draft podcast going in here, you know, talk about some of the um, different prospects and whatever. Give my opinion on that. So, um, you know, one last thing before we get about here. Let's uh, let's talk about um, Scott Perry. Scott Perry, you know, he's done an immaculate job. Out of anybody that's been here, you want to talk about, you know, uh, what's the other guy? The guy that they just fired, you know, Fizdale and um, you know, Steve Mills. You want to talk about those guys? They, you know, they they didn't do their job. The only person that's really been doing their job around here is Scott Perry. You know, everything that has having to do with our young guys, everything having to do with our cap situation. That's all Scott Perry, and he set us up for next year. Now we got this new guy. I still haven't really talked about him too much, you know. But um, you know, we we got this um this um new guy as um the president. You know, so, I mean, you know, I hope that he keeps um, Scott Perry around because he's the one that got got the Knicks in this situation. Now, another side note, um, somebody posted on IG, um, like, a, a post from, you know, I forgot what his source was. But he was saying that the Knicks might be interested in a capologist from Cleveland. 
okay a capologist from Cleveland on the first um their first thought of that you think about Cleveland they won their championships okay they had LeBron you know LeBron they just did any, whatever he wanted and he, he went and got Kyrie maxed out you know he went and got Kevin Love you know and this and the other he got other guys paid and this and the other okay cool LeBron's not there anymore LeBron's in LA what's going on with Cleveland right now Cleveland doesn't have draft picks you know they um they they have they're capped out they're trying to get rid of Kevin for Kevin Love they can't they went and um, signed the other dude, the uh, the the Kardashian, the other guy that's affiliated with the Kardashians, has uh, children from one of them. Uh, he's maxed out as well, so they can't trade him either. And then they went and traded for um, De DeAndre Drummond. So they got three big men that are basically all maxed out. And um, who's trading for big men in in this era right now? Everybody's trying to shoot threes, and they got three big men. It, I mean, it don't make no sense. They can't play them all at the same time. You know, Kevin Love. Um, his name is Tristan Thompson. Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, and Andre um, Drummond, you can't play them all three at the same time. Not in this um, NBA. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It, but but you want to hire um, Cleveland's capologist? I mean, come on, man. That's 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 fake news, man. And and if if that's if that guy's even on the table, it's like, come on, man. Let's be, let's be real. Scott Perry is the one. There's nobody above him, man. Just keep let keep letting him do what he's been doing, and then um, hopefully this new team president will just be a catalyst and being the leader. You know, and making sure that there's no Steve Mill-ish shit going on in the MSG anymore. And um, keep it moving and just get the respect back to the team from from a management standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Scott Perry's doing a great job, so hopefully he stays around. Yeah, man. So let's wrap this up. Yes, that's the outro music, man. Yeah, man. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast. This is Ewo to Any Star. I am your host. Talked about a lot of stuff today, man. Yeah, man. I love that drop. Love waiting for it. And cut. Yeah, we're gonna be doing a lot of stuff together, man. Quarantining, you guys are gonna be home, you're not allowed to go outside. So, you know, I'll try to be more consistent with the podcast to give you guys something to listen to, something new to listen to, something different to listen to. So anyway, what I'll be doing, man, I'll be going to work because not everybody is so privileged to stay home. You know, you know, some people have things to do, you got families to feed and stuff. So if I don't go to work, I'm not gonna get paid. So Gonna make my way out there. A lot of you are gonna be doing the same thing, man. So we out there together. Just like we're out there together as Knicks fans. We're the orange and blue still. Keep it moving. You know, we're we're not we're not in this because of one guy or another pl old player. We're in this for the whole thing. You know, the whole history. Just the whole camaraderie. Just the whole thing, man. The whole vibe. You can't explain it. It's only family stuff going on here. So I mean, you know, while we while you guys out there quarantining, uh this is a little little different. I'm playing Call of Duty Warzone right now. I cannot stop playing that game. It's unbelievable. Um, I came back from um, from Cali, and uh, one day I played it maybe like five hours. The next day I played it seven hours. I mean, none, almost almost nonstop. I had to stop. I had to turn it off to do some things. I mean, because um, my wife is like looking at me like I'm crazy, and my kids are are driving her nuts. So I had to get up a couple times to parents and stuff like that. But then I got right back on it, man. I'm like, last night. Forget about it. last night. Legit, I mean, I'm, I might have been on that. I might have been on that shit from like, from like 4:30 or 5. I'm gonna say like 4:30 to damn near 11:30, man. Jesus Christ. But I mean, with the way things are now, everybody's gonna be doing the same, man. I know the NBA players are doing that, man. So check out Call of Duty Warzone, man. It's like it's a free game. You can download it. It's uh, it it um, it's cross-platform. It's um it's on call the regular Call of Duty, but now they have this free you know open open field kind of game, similar to um you know 
uh, so many other games that are out there. But I'm literally playing that shit nonstop. I'm not very good, but the game is fun. <laughs> you know, so. Anyway, this is Eru out. I'd like to thank you guys once again for tuning in. And as we do here, you put four fingers to your forehead, tuck in your thumb, and salute. And I catch you guys on the next one. Oh, by the way, I've been tagging up. I tagged up Venice like crazy with these um, Die Hard Knicks stickers. If you see them out there, take a picture, shout me out, let me know that you see them. You know what I'm saying? And then if you ever see me out there, because I'm always wearing my shit. If you see me out there and, um, you know, ask me for a sticker, I should have some on me, man. All right. So, um, you know, you guys that are listening out in Cali, you know, check a look out for the stickers. And uh, also my my New Yorkers, I'm going to be dropping these things all over the place. I already put some by the garden. So if you guys seen them, like I said, take pictures and post anyway. You know, I'll see you guys in the next one. All right. Peace.